All right. For what it's worth, it's another episode of the Captain Lou podcast. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> podcast is what they're called. Podcast. Welcome. Um, we are exploring new ways to say ancient things here in the Captain Lou podcast. <laughs> We are your kind of go-to for two struggling Christian guys. It's true. We're trying to not only make sense of the world around us, but speak from the sense that we have gained. And um, I don't know. I'm fine with it. The room is comfortable. The dog is sleeping on the floor. He's the actually leaned up against your chair. Yeah, he is. I can't move my chair at all. That's hilarious. I don't want to disturb him. It's no, sacred. Dude, it is sacred. He's, that dog is so relaxed right now. I like, want, it looks like somebody spilled him on the ground. I want to yeah, I want to be <laughs> like, like him when I grow up. <laughs> like I'm literally seriously. like spilling a cup of coffee. That's what it's like. Dude, he is such medicine for me. You're a good boy. He is. He is. He let us. Miklos Katana is with us on the Facebook. Is Miklos from, is he from Europe? That boy's got as Hungarian a name as you can get. That's what I'm saying. He's probably I'm from saying, like Dallas, Texas. <laughs> dude, I went and listened to a whole documentary on Attila the Hun. How was it? Boy was jacking the Romans at the end of the empire. Yeah. There was all kinds of power balances going on. He was absolutely savage. I've heard that about him. He was savage. Like just dude. bloodthirsty. Now, before you think that Attila the Hun is the is the progenitor yes. of all the Hungarians, pretty much is. <laughs> you know, there's different views, right? Different okay. people groups and things like that. I don't know. But I, I don't know. Either. I do know that Attila is in there, you know, he's in the lineage. Respect. All right? Yes. Second Generation Hungarian, but I'm in Idaho now. Yes, he is. He's in Idaho. Hi, Miklos. Yeah. That's sick. Everyone calls him Miklos, or I don't know. Oh, how do you say his first name correctly? Miklos? Uh, Miklos. Miklos. And his last name means like warrior. Dude, that's sick. It is sick. My last name just means like something dumb or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a badass last name. Very common in Hungary. That's very cool. I learned this. I did. Huh. Yeah, I heard that we were the last to arrive on the scene as well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know which scene was he. Were they the last to arrive on? I don't know. That's okay. It's fine. Um. Well, I'm bitter. Okay. I'm bitter and angry and frustrated, and I've been feeling a little bit down. About what? Well, I've been doing some dumb things. That sounds stupid. Uh huh. <laughs> I've been looking around and listening to people. Why would you do that? I know. <laughs> you I fool. know. Well, there have been a lot of things going on, and I'm the kind of guy, man, I did this back in 2015. Just blew it. You know, everyone's, oh, you know, yelling about mm -hmm. stuff, and I'm yes. like, ooh, that looks very concerning. So I set to learning. Yeah. Man, I started losing friends left and right. Oh, you're not this, you're not, you're not down with our side of the thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm not a side of the thing guy. I want to know, <laughs> you know, what, what is the thing? I'll walk all the way around a thing before I right. figure out what a thing even is. And most things don't have two sides. It's true. Yeah. And so I wound up failing the, failing the test for, I mean, I, I hope some of those old friends listen and know that I love you, but I know that I, I failed people's litmus tests and loyalty tests and like that. And now we got, we got a lot of stuff going on, man. And I don't know, like, should we ignore it all and just like pretend it's not happening? You know, should we just make life about fun? I don't know, dude. I don't agree with that. No. 
I don't agree with putting my head in the sand and like that. But then I'm like, should we, should we somehow engage all this mayhem? Yeah. You know, do we, do we, do we start talking about this thing and that thing and the views and the things like that, which is easy to monetize Mm -hmm. and easy to, to proliferate a following. If you just pick a big chunk that are going to agree with what you say, they'll tune in every time they'll listen to you. You get the other side mad enough and they're going to monetize you by (laughs) what they call um, engagement. You're going to have engagement. Right. And um, I don't, don't, that's not just the, whatever media we make, I want it to come from like the honest experience of who I am. The honest experience of who I am is I'm, I'm somewhat perplexed on a daily basis as I live down here under the sun. Mm. I care very much about things I see happening. I'm moved with grief and sadness about many of the current events. Hmm. Um, but I also am interested in the rest of the story. I'll give you an example. So we had this like, it's been going on forever, but there's this thing about, they call gun violence. Okay. Right. Well, I did the stupidest thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. I started this years ago. I was like, well, how much is there? Yeah. You know, really, how much is there? Yeah. You know? Right. And like, where, where, where does, I guess, uh, I live in America, and now all of our listeners are in America. All of our foreign listeners have dropped off. No. As far as the stats tell me. Yeah, it's, it's, I know. We lost Belgium. No, dude. Not cool. (laughs) Dear Belgium, we're sorry. I'm not sorry at all. (laughs) I'd like Belgium to know right now that I'm not sorry about a damn thing. And we're angry about (laughs) We're angry at you, Belgium. No, I'm not angry at Belgium. Belgium is just angry at me and (laughs) everyone else. I'm talking about Flemish Belgium. (laughs) That's fine. French Belgium isn't angry. Okay. They just don't care. Yeah, which is kind of pleasant. (laughs) French Belgium gave us Jacques Brel. Jacques Brel is a great musician, total, total hardcore God-hating atheist. I love him. Anyway, <laughs> so here I am, right? Okay. And, you know, you gun, gun violence, right? Yeah. And I just, I start going there. I'm like, all right, what are both sides of this? And I knew the one side very well because I was a very strong, like, pacifist. Sure. And, um, you know, and... and I learned a whole bunch of things about a whole bunch of things. I listened to a whole bunch of people. And I came away without being able to be unquestioningly loyal to so much of what's got so much popularity out there. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you what I think about things like gun violence. I'm going to tell you that if you want to throw around ideas, do your learning. (laughs) Do your learning. You want to talk about... You want to talk about stats and rates? Well, get in there and dig around in the stats and rates. Do the whole thing, you know? Do you do your work? And if somebody challenges your position, mm-hmm. then do more work and discover all of the factors, the limiting principles and all the factors that go into that challenge to what you think. Right. And the thing that bums me out is that people are deciding that other people are wrong or bad or evil just because they presently have this opinion or that opinion. Sure. And I know that, like, 
And that makes me really sad. Why? Because I know that kind of there's one side of this 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 big emotional dumpster fire <laughs> yeah. that doesn't want people to really look at stats and rates. Sure. You know, in my experience, yeah, all the stats and rates have caused me to recognize that, huh, violent crime has actually been on like a completely downward trajectory for like 20 years. Yeah, since like 1980 or something. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, it's crazy. Right. No, for like sure. I'm like, wait a second. There's a lot of really, really good news and progress that's embodied in these statistical analyses that is not allowed into the public discussion, whether you're talking about media, of of the mainstream sort, or I mean, they would have you think that everything's burning down around your ears. But what I discovered as I looked into it was well, dang, yeah, you know, like things are, things have gotten better, yeah. you know? Sure. And one thing that's very toxic is what I call the utopian aspiration. Like, yeah. the, 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 and this is in all the issues. I mean, you find yeah, this yeah. Sure. in all the issues. It's like this idea that we can fix the world and make the world be fair, just, right, easy, I listened to an AI guy talking. He was being interviewed by Lex Friedman. Oh, nice. And there was this pencil neck geek <laughs> sitting there talking about AI and how AI holds, don't be, um, it's close quarters in here. <laughs> how I saw, I'm sorry, I didn't wear deodorant for like three days. I've been too depressed to shower. So. Oh, bro. And oh, so bro. I threw some Dio on top of it. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, like, like, uh, th this AI guy was talking and it just blew, it blew my mind because he was saying like, like we have the ability to make life so much better and people so much more affluent and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, no, it won't. Yeah. No, it won't. I mean, you're going to do it. We get yeah. it. Right. <laughs> we yeah. get it. We know, we know that it's not going to, we know that it's going to increase the power of the top and increase the oppression toward the bottom. And it always does. And and like, am I against AI? You know, like, damned if I know, you know, how does a person develop a position on something as incredibly complicated as like AI? Yeah. Well, I know how uh, a person sets themselves to reading, to listening to. And after about two years, you can go from working your job and you know, you can work your job and raise your kids and at night you can listen to an hour of material or read an hour of material every night and you've done as much work if you're able to write and ask questions and, yeah. and if you're able to process it through, you could have basically a master's degree level understanding of any topic. Which is wild. It, it, well, that's what human beings ought to do. But now, now we have these knee-jerk positions that we just get. Yeah. And, and usually, I think, especially the utopian aspiration is particularly pernicious. Yeah. Because, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, dang, dude. Like, this is burning down the world, like. Like, you can't just, um, wow, in the name of making the world a better place, you can't go and make the world a much worse place. Right. 
for a a, a standard of better that was never going to happen you know don't yeah and like yeah uh, i'm speaking very generally because it doesn't serve us well we're i might have the chops to actually engage some of these topics i might have the chops for that but you don't need me to engage these topics whether it's uh you know like what is an American person supposed to think about the Trump indictment? You know, yeah. because I see people who are automatically celebrating it. Yeah. All right. Right. And um, and uh, both of the impeachments as well. You know, I see people who are automatically celebrating it. Right. And I'm sitting here and I love when criminals get caught. Um, I, I, I get it. I wish that I, I wish that criminals getting caught equaled human trafficking being much more difficult. You know, that's, I really thought that by now we'd have some of this, these human trafficking guys and gals. I thought we would have them locked up yeah. and that maybe, I don't know, like firing squad. Yeah, right. You know, I don't know. Quick, I'm not really into capital punishment. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, so I, I really, if that were happening, um, but the, when I see like a former president, no matter what a scoundrel a former president might be, sure. being prosecuted by the administration of a sitting president with such clear lines of political affiliation, yeah, I think, you know, this is really bad for everyone. This is bad for everyone. Right. You know, it's like, you know, what? It's just the hall closet. And it's like, yeah, but the hall closet being on fire, it's you know, good. like there's a fire right. in the hall closet. No, yeah. it's just a hall closet. Nobody right. even uses it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, guys, you know, and I'm like, I'm looking at it. And it doesn't, uh, the, 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 the legal nuances of such a situation mm. aren't beyond the grasp of normal American people. But the work is tremendous. But it the, really is. The work for me to yeah. understand that first they were leaked. Right. But then the case was was released. Yes. Um, the leaks were confirmed to be the case. So, yeah, you know, this right. has been out for, you know, and I'm like, gun violence, the Trump indictment, AI. Right. Uh, Jerusalem is, be is being uh, hit with rockets and the Israeli military are killing 15-year-olds in the street. France is... Basically, oh my goodness, like yeah. there, there's millions of French people in the streets and that's going and wrapping your head around. Well, they're mad because they have to work two years longer before they get their pension. No, they're not. They're mad because their government betrayed the content of their due process in passing that. No, they're mad because of another thing, another. I don't know. I don't know. I've got work to do. And yeah. then I'm like... So I like, you know, look into some of these things and I see this and, and then there's like, why, why so many fires at food processing places and why so many train derailments? And then yesterday, mm -hmm. yesterday, a huge truck full of highly toxic soil from pa East Palestine, Ohio yeah. tips over into a farmer's field on the way to, you know, and I'm like, does it have to tip over? Yeah. You had one job. <laughs> that seems you know? very strange. And all the, and it, all of the weird that appears to be, you know, like dirty dealings around the EPA and Norfolk Southern Railroad. And you're just looking at everything. Right. And it reminds me of the words of Jesus. 
in Matthew 24. I'll pull it up because I'm almost right there. The words of Jesus in Matthew 24, and it's just a just a quick, just a quick little scripture from. Uh, uh, let's see, from Brit uh, Hadashah, from the New Testament, right? All right. Let's see, Matthew 24. He goes like this. I'm so, I just lost my brain as soon as I opened it because it blows my mind. <laughs> And he says, um, I can quote it to you. It says, it says, uh, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. And um, wow, it really is big print. Dude, it's massive, bro. I could read that if it was on the moon. Wow. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Matthew 24, 12. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And I was thinking about all these things and i could feel it happening to myself i'm like man there's a sensation that we all may be having that things are speeding up i don't know uh it, it has the appearance that things are speeding up i mean the number of earthquakes deadly tornadoes you know this last covid thing really kicked my butt the COVID thing, you know, I kind of, you know, when it first happened, you know, I think we all might have done a little bit of this. We kind of went on vacation, you know. Yeah. I popped open Duolingo and I started doing uh, French, Spanish, and Hebrew, <laughs> you know. And I was just, just crushing into Duolingo for like three, four, five weeks, just crushing it, you know. I was, I don't know, platinum elite in my so, leagues, yeah, you know. Right, in, in my leagues. Whatever, and... um and then you know the vaccine drama set in and now you know um sudden adult death syndrome and everyone's arguing about the impacts of this and that and the other thing and there's all this stuff going on and um and i tracked it and i i uh i looked at it and i didn't make any of my decisions based on all this stuff flying around but the decisions that i made caused me to be profiled as you know one or the other right and i had you know and i just i have a like like i'm experiencing a form of fatigue oh dude you know yeah it's it's funny i'm really interested by what we're talking about because my experience historically when i try to do my due diligence is that you'll you know you're looking at an issue like gun violence or like covid vaccines COVID or, or whatever right man. yeah you're like okay let's dig into this i want to know i want to know the ideas i want to understand what we're talking about and i'll get about halfway in to trying to find rock bottom it exists it exists but very often it is so far down and like like take the vaccine stuff or like covid deaths you know like oh yeah to just understand statistics well enough to understand what the cdc is putting out or was putting out like you have to go back into high school I haven't been in high school in a long That's time. That's what now. I did. And you literally have to I had to go like, like what's per capita? What is I, what's the square? Then I square then I found out that the per capita you had to yeah, and I I found out that my risk of being hospitalized with COVID was was some number of thousandths yeah of 1% percent. right. 
hundreds of a percent, tenths of a percent, thousandths of yeah, a percent. Right. It was in the thousandths as yeah. I remember it because I didn't, I didn't write it all down. I'm not writing a textbook, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm just trying to like fix motorbikes and trying to recover my soul from a soul crushing superficial industry run by bullies. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and I'm like being told like, like to trust public figures who are obviously funded by giant corporations. And I just, I don't trust that. Sure. I'll never trust that. Sure. And because of my faith in God and my sense of prayer and, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, I opted to just wait. <laughs> and my understanding of statistics that put right. my age category and my health status, which is really good, like I was just going to wait. Sure. And immediately I was beset upon by people who were accusing me of being a bad citizen, right? Not being, your un neighbor. being unfaithful, of, right. of being a danger to society, right? And being, um, being a, 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 a fascist. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I'm not yeah, a fascist. It's wild. And, and fascism is actually what was happening. Yeah. And then I watched, I watched as like the president of the United States basically wished a, a, a winter of severe suffering and death right. upon the unvaccinated. I watched the emergence of a lower class of people. And then I watched in Australia, the UK, and Canada as draconian transgressions against human rights hmm. that we recognize as having been given by the creator. Right. And that's where America stands out. Right. We recognize rights as something endowed inalienably by the creator. Right. Okay. And that's in our, the preamble of our constitution. It's in our declaration of independence. This is not, they're not joking around and and that's law yeah that's law right and so i'm watching this happening and i'm watching like civil rights being and then the whole thing peters out i watched the death of tens of thousands of elderly people sure i knew from day one that what you do when you have an afflicting viral disease yeah is you inoculate the vulnerable now it was a it was a severe acute respiratory syndrome it was yeah. a sars right like swine flu yeah like like all H1N1, of one like, right yeah. right bird flu right yes. it was a flu and now when i say it was a flu i know it wasn't the flu right but yeah. it was one of these h viruses and <laughs> i know that you inoculate yeah. the vulnerable and we didn't have an inoculation at first and then we got one mm-hmm so inoculate the vulnerable and then you let it burn through the people who are less vulnerable, which right. is children who they said that hundreds of thousands of children died from COVID. Did they really? They did. Wow. They said it on the news. It didn't happen. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well then this news and this news is out. This right. news is out. MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. These guys are out, you know, and I'm listening to, I'm listening to um, doctors right. who put out media 
doctors who directly put out, they like very well-known, world-renowned clinicians that became my news sources. Mayoclinic.com right. and the CDC website. And I began to filter things through that in the beginning and throughout. And I came out just scratching my head. I'm like, something's rotten in Denmark, man. Yeah. I And to this day, I don't exactly know what. But I'll tell you this. I do not think that Bill Gates is a science expert. Like, what even how, is that? How could you? And Bill how Gates is saying that Joe Rogan is unhealthy. Do you remember that? No. And then they put the yellow filter onto Joe Rogan and they, and they, they uh, villainized him for his doctor's recommendation, which matched two doctors that, that have treated me right as well as other doctors and those doctors say like i could lose my job for saying yes this out loud and i'm like right. wait a second frontline doctors shouldn't lose their jobs for saying something out loud in regard to treatment and risk benefit analysis and all right. this stuff broke out and all of it reflects upon i feel like we got frog in a potted as a people right and i'm i'm definitely disturbed about that and it has been a grief to me to see that. Now, previous to that, you know, Luke, you were there during that glorious week during which I was called both a both a Nazi and a Zionist. <laughs> and a Zionist. I and I've seen that. this rise, yes, this rise right. of like um, really, really bad. Uh, like it's not just speech, but it's speech against speech. It's it's the the desire to shut down the learning. Yeah, right. Shut down things that break certitude and right. cause us to consider. Right. And I I get it. There are a lot of Americans now. There's 330 million Americans now. There used to be a hundred million. Right. There used to be 50 million, but now we're 330 million. Yeah. And we got a lot of a lot of stuff flying around. And none of it didn't help that so many people got so, like, they got their hair blasted back because, topically speaking, you know, David Icke and Alex Jones were the only, I mean, I remember when David Icke and Alex Jones, these guys are really weird and way out there, but they were talking about human trafficking. Now, granted, they were talking about human trafficking like lizard people are eating humans. And, yeah, right. And that uh, psychic vampires from the fourth dimensional beings are, are, are you know, blood sacrificing and like that. Right. But Sean Atwood, as a journalist, was publishing works on the boys on the track and the, the Arkansas cocaine pipeline and things like that. And that there were real journalists. Gary Webb. A journalist for, the, I think, the Chicago Tribune, was uh, his death was ruled a suicide. Two bullets in the back of his head ruled a suicide to this day. Yeah, Gary Webb. They even did a Netflix thing on him that said it. Like yeah. on Netflix. No, absolutely. Like on it's Netflix. Insane, you know? Dude, I know. And the deeper you go into the rabbit hole, yeah. the more you feel like you've lost your mind. Well, what you makes know? me wonder is, like, at what point... Are they putting dissidents into camps in this country? That's where where I am. the The loss of the ability to to um, be a dissident and remain a participation in free society. Right. Like if you're a dissident from any one of these nuclear button topics, right? right? Um, if you are a dissident to, and which way will it go? You right. know, it could be because things right now there's a 
kind of a totalitarian uh, move from what the world calls the left right sure. now. That's where the totalitarian thought structures that are so seized upon utopian ideals right. are really putting the screws, you know. But in a world that was handed over to something like Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene, <laughs> and what's that, Lauren Boebert? Sure. And, uh, um, you know, like, what what is that world like? Because those, those kind of, what I don't want is a, th a theocracy or a theonomy. Yeah, right. That's that's a, a mighty oppressive thing as well. Yeah, you know, and um, like um, in in uh, it is now illegal in many countries to have a podcast and ha and to say certain things. Sure. One of the things that's illegal in certain countries, and I'm talking about Western countries, you can't have a position on abortion that is anti-abortion well that's an issue uh, not really an issue about abortion sure you're telling me it's not legal for me to have a podcast with a position on a highly debatable issue yeah that seems pretty dark well that's a, that's first amendment but right now we have a huge voice in america right that will rise up against free speech spoken freely you know that right. girl um she's a swimmer and she oh, lost yeah. her championship and she's she, she just got attacked right she was just attacked yes and what's weird is the is the response of powers that be is like kind of like there's almost a you had a common vibe yeah that's really dark and i just i don't think they say like uh, there's free speech but there's not consequence free speech but i'm like look if my bro if my brother's a plumber yeah. And he's got some bad ideas. Yeah. I could choose not to have him plumb my house. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's really good for us to kick a good plumber out of business because he had some bad ideas. You know? Yeah. Um, or yeah, they completely close down the conversation based on some like pseudo moralistic. You know what it says? Yeah, you know wild. what it says when you come after someone's job and their employment? You know what it says? Hmm. I want you dead. Yeah, I want your right. children homeless, and I want you to starve to death. That's what I heard when people attacked me illegally defaming me. Mm -hmm. I heard, I want you to not be able to make money for your family, and I want you to be homeless and to have to flee to a different city. That's what I heard, and right. I was right. right. That's exactly what we're saying to each other, but it's lost. We've lost the love of neighbor that should season public disagreement and discourse right we've lost that love that look you and i might not agree on some particular issue and it might be an issue that we feel very very tenderly about but i'm not going to try and get you fired from your coffee shop or a florist right <laughs> because we disagree on a on a particularly thorny high consequence issue right like i'm not going to do that you don't want to know why because i love you yeah i don't hate you right i don't want you to go down in flames therefore i'm not going to come after your employment i'm not going to harass your private life because we disagree about something and the ability for two people to debate one another in public mm -hmm. is is now compromised because public debate 
is seasoned with social threat that includes this dear girl. Yeah. I don't know her name, but she was kidnapped. What? Yeah, legally what they committed was kidnap. She wow. was she was um she was beaten okay. by the crowd, scratched, pulled at, and punched by the crowd. It's on video. Wow. It's insane. And she was dragged into a room with a security detail around her. Okay. The crowd stood at the door and then they began to laugh and joke about, well, pay us all ten dollars and we'll let you go. Well, wow. right there a, a legal line has absolutely been that is that is uh, unwillingly made a prisoner and now ransomed for money. They started give, like joking about their. I think they were joking. Sure. Um, but they were, they were, they were through that humor. If it were humor, they were confessing what they were doing. Sure. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait a second. This was about. Um, this was about people who are biologically male competing in female sports. Right. Um, very high consequence in MMA, where Fallon Fox uh, fractured the skulls of opponents and on and on. Joe right. Rogan spoke up about that. He still exists on, on Spotify, but he had to delete all seven episodes of David Siemens on his podcast, who has spoken out against human trafficking and so many other things as a wow. true journalist. Yeah, those, sure. are, those episodes, all seven of those are gone. Wow. Um, and... I don't know how linked those things are, but I've lost respect for, like, if someone comes on Joe Rogan and they say cogent, important things, yeah, and then their reputation is attacked, Joe Rogan is going to pull them off his Spotify? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And this girl who got attacked, what's her name? Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines. Yeah. She was, she, and listen, I don't know if I agree with Riley Gaines. I haven't listened to her yeah. adequately although the things i have heard her say shock me because the the allegation is that the right in you know like the the experience of basically having this sprung on them caused the whole league of swimmers to go through something yeah something they didn't have a chance or a choice about and that's worth public debate. Uh, yeah, for sure. We and should at least talk about that's it. That's right. But right. it turns out if Riley Gaines speaks out that she's going to have a mob. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That means that this group of people who oppose Riley Gaines' ideological material, that they, have, they are not operating with love for their neighbor. Sure. They're not operating with a, recommend, with a uh, recognition that how we disagree sets society on a trajectory. That trajectory, I mean, the thing about trajectories is <laughs> yeah. they seem like it's not that big a difference. And right. then they go forward in there and there's a huge difference. Right. And we really mustn't ought to do this thing where we're putting notes on each other's cars about, you know, a Gadsden flag and now we're going to get you, you know, and, sure. and that's fear. That's assault. That's, that's yeah. menacing. That's threatening. We shouldn't menace and threaten in these discourses. We should recognize that, you know, you and I are, we're both Christians. Right. Um, 
practicing, not yes. experts, right? Yes. But like we live in a society that is pluralistic. Sure. There is going to be debate and there's going to have to be compromise in our society. And so we we can't have we can't have this kind of like destroy someone's like life. Right. Happening. It's happening. It's right. really going far. Yeah, and really like the I think on on both sides of most topics in my experience, about 95% of the people don't actually have any real information that they're basing their decisions on. You know what I mean? It's all based on some, again, pseudo-moralistic standpoint or just driven by hatred for the other side, largely, you know? Like with the COVID vaccine, I, it was so hard for me to find any information that made any sense at all. I, mean, I had to watch like 60 hours of... Mm -hmm. of evolutionary biologists talk about this stuff before I could even begin to Oof. grasp what was happening. And it those guys were was, like the first to go. Yeah, no, literally, know? yeah. They were first out the door. It doesn't make any sense, you know? So And and, and the former head of the CDC, right. as well as one of the main people, stepped down. Yeah. And and the people who stepped down during it were silent for a long time, and then they yeah. spoke out. Right. But I was like, oh, I want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what doctors who were the most decorated and respected doctors until this moment. I want to hear their dissenting voices. Yeah. I want to hear what these guys are saying that causes the main group of powerful Pfizer, right? you know, J&J, &J, Pfizer, Moderna. Right. I don't trust those institutions. Sure. Those are the corrupt lobbying that has given us, I mean, we don't have a republic. We have an oligarchy. We don't have a Princeton. Princeton did a study on our government, and it's an oligarchy. Hmm. What Princeton? You well, know, like I don't even, get it. Even if I thought that all those companies were extremely moral companies who were going to do the right thing, because they had everything to gain and nothing to lose by making the vaccine and and selling it using government dollars, even just that fact alone is going to make me want to go to other information sources to confirm that the things that they're saying are true or untrue. I was, you know free, I mean? I was freaked out when I saw the, the, the CDC's preparation for a SARS outbreak mm -hmm. in 2014. Mm -hmm. You know what they wanted to give everyone? Mm. You know what drug they want to give everyone? Probably ivermectin. It was. Yeah. It was. It was right. ivermectin was the protocol that they had settled right. on. And, and when this came around, I was expecting that to be part of the protocol, vitamin D, ivermectin, sunlight, exercise, yep. healthy diet. Outside, I thought right. all these things are what fortify the human body. Right. And I was, sh I was shocked in the very beginning. They said nothing about being healthy, eating well, or vitamin D right, right off the bat. And I'm like, I didn't know I was such an expert on the, on the flu. Right. I didn't know. I, was so, yeah. I just thought <laughs> right. that was what you did. Yeah. You know, right. I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I, I went to prayer and in prayer, Knowing the stats, knowing the risk, I was like, you know what? I can reduce my footprint. Hmm. You know, we were locked down. Yeah, I can yeah. reduce my footprint. Right. And then it was like October when that uh, the vaccine started coming out or some such. December. I don't remember. Yeah. December, whatever. And I was like, no, I'm just going to, you know, I had a very small footprint because yeah. I was working at that time. I think I was working at the bike shop. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? All I see is these three guys. All we do is come here, work on bikes, go home. Yeah. You know? And that guy, that guy, and that guy, all the three guys I was working with had already had it, and so had I. Right. And you guys also all work like 25 feet away from each other. Yeah, the right. We, and, and, and our, uh, our, you know, it was easy to social. We were, it was legit, dude. It was right. actually pretty much perfect. Meanwhile, 
I got people who are asking me to sign on to some like loyalty pledge about believing Dr. Fauci, and right. I and I know Dr. Fauci. You you ever see the the movie with Matthew McConaughey about about AIDS? Yes. He was the bad guy in that movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. he was the bad guy. That's so funny. I don't understand That's why so would funny. I trust that guy over the likes of. Um, Dr. Peter Corey and Dr. Malone right. and the evolutionary biologists. That, and, and then there was this other doctor, and his name is uh, Dr. John Campbell. This guy was very pro-vaccine, very oh, pro-protocol. Yes. I was following him from day one. Yeah, his when videos are happened. amazing. Right? He's this really mild-mannered uh, mild British uh, you know, clinician of yeah. incredible reputation. And he wrote textbooks. Yeah. He is like legit. And he was very pro vaccine and I loved him because Absolutely. because I was I was holding back from taking the vaccine but I didn't believe that the vaccine was bad. Right. Now I had other voices in my life that were like no this is transhumanism. Right. They're they're um they're um, what do you call it they're they're uh they're copywriting yeah. your uh they're patenting <laughs> your DNA. Yeah, right. And, and I and I looked at that and I thought well you know um when the when the aliens finally reveal themselves and then all of a sudden you know yeah, i mean it could right. happen you know sure. i'm like that could happen and maybe yeah. the moon landing was staged i don't know you know right. but i'm like i'm like i don't know about the van allen yeah, radiation right, yeah. well, i don't know about all that you know i like yeah. those guys though yeah. tend to be a god fear and click of kids you know yeah, sure little 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 uh you know, little uh, tinfoil hat. Well, the, the the thing I learned about the tinfoil hat people is you got to watch out for that. Well, because I I was I was looking at the tinfoil hat guys, but I didn't I didn't look down my nose at them. I'm like, well, what's what's going on? You know, like the real flakes, like David Ike. Yeah. You know, like I'm no friend to the fundamentals of David Ike's worldview. Sure. You know. Right. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know, dude. You dig some of that's got some teeth to it. So I file that in my, in in it gives me a larger context. Yeah, right. And in the the QAnon stuff that was going <laughs> dude, on I for so long, and the mass arrests, yes, and right. all this stuff, and you know. Epstein, and I was right. watching yeah. that because people I love believed it. Yeah. And I love those people, and I'm interested in what they believe because I love them. And I don't know what to do with, with what to me seemed wild-eyed things like that. Right. But I did the following thing. I didn't ignore them. I didn't vilify them. Right. I listened to them. I became closer friends with a lot of those people over the years. Right. And it's odd. I still enjoy sweet friendship with many of these people. And there are aspects of what they were talking about. There were You remember it used to be a left-wing conspiracy theory that 9-11 didn't make sense. It, it was sense. the left. It was the not the right wingers. Yeah, it was sure. the left wing that was yeah. saying that nine eleven doesn't make any sense. Sure. And I remember watching the uh, Zeitgeist things, which are tremendously anti-Christian. Like <laughs> Zeitgeist is tremendously anti-Christian sure. and really, really hardcore against yeah. my fundamental worldview. But I was like, you know, they got a point or two in there. Yeah. Yeah, is that building seven? That's a head scratcher. Yeah, that you know, one's that's don't a head scratcher. Worry about I'm it. These, yeah, I'm watching these things, and I'm like, I'm watching these people, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to throw those people out. There's a baby in that there bathwater, right? You know, and so then um, all this is hitting, and I'm like, well, well, and I'm looking, and it's like, well, Dr. Pierre Corey is not crazy, and neither is Dr. Robert Malone, right? Or or Peter McCullough, right? 
these these guys got kicked out of everywhere yeah and now there were some other doctors that i was like okay that's a bit much for me especially yeah. there was a very christian lady with a very funny last name uh, african and i'm like well i'm not oh, feeling yeah, that vibe yeah, i'm not feeling yeah. that vibe on that but um but i'm hearing pieces of that among people who are more and then i watched dr john campbell and what happened with him was so interesting yeah to to look to go back and listen through this trajectory and i'm looking at it and i'm like dr john campbell wound up in the same place where i am in terms of i just don't trust lobbyist money right. i don't trust those things and so i'm i'm outside on a lot of loyalty tests and i also don't trust i don't trust university academics Hmm. I think that our the university academics and stuff, they've all gone the way of Foucault and money and Kinsey. That's not money, money. That's money. That's not cash. Yeah, money vagrant. That's John Money, <laughs> who you know yeah. all this this postmodern right. and all this stuff. And I oppose. I guess by some default, I oppose these doctrines. Yeah, in my life, in in my bedrock of i believe the ancient ways i believe in a uh, i believe in a god who created us with his own purposes yeah. and his own pleasure right. in mind i do i believe that we all got lassoed into this thing that there's a point to this thing that the focal point of all of human history is jerusalem early a.d the man on the cross the empty tomb hmm. and i think that we're going to see a coalescence of many of these dynamics being an attempted eradication of such thinking i do i think i see it coalescing that they really don't have a problem with your belief that there are two genders they have a problem with the god who made it male and female hmm. i think it's going to wind up coming down i might be 10 years early yeah um but Post -market. i I and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, I would really like to uh, not see that dear girl. Uh, what's her name? Riley. Yeah, Riley Gaines. Right. I would really like to to not see people hate one right. another. Yeah. Not hate. So I just simply said in skateboarding. Yeah. I, I put up a post today on my Facebook. I thought, let's go old school. Yeah. I put up a post. I shared this uh, life skateboards thing, and I said something like. Um, no apologies. Your factory boards are garbage, right? Yeah. The, you know, I thought, well, let, you know, let's see if it's the way it used to be because that was enough to get me, you know, right. death threats and right. all sorts of mayhem. And <laughs> yeah. I thought, you know, it right. feels boring. Yeah. You know, right. just put that up there. Spice it up. Because I, I remember thinking back in 2014, if, if the skateboarding public is okay with a brand owner threatening death threatening punches of violence. You know, if you punched me right in the face in a coffee shop, for example, um, you punched me right in the face. I've had that before. Uh, one time I had a severe concussion. Um, no, it was a mild shop. concussion. I had a mild concussion after the third one of them. And the second time I had a, a broken cheekbone and a broken tooth. This is when you were little, right? Yeah. Okay. I was fifth grade. Got nice. beat up by a seventh grader who had failed a grade. There you go. You know, and, essentially uh, a ninth grader. Yeah. Essentially, I was beat up by a ninth. Yes. So, you know, so like I've had that before, but I know as an adult, if I were punched in the face mm -hmm. in a coffee shop mm -hmm. over my skateboarding ad copy, 
and my personal reflection upon how stupid it is to make fun of a kid for pushing Mongo. Right? It's all it took. Yeah. It's all it took. Yeah. Factory boards are garbage. You shouldn't make fun of kids for pushing Mongo. Everyone right. gets to do it the way they want to. And all your base are belong to us. You know? <laughs> yeah. if, if I were hit in the face, yeah. it would break from a grown-ass man. Yeah. It would break my orbital bone. It would concuss my brain. It if I hit the ground, which I definitely would, Yikes, dude. and the back of my head hit the ground, I could have a subdural hematoma. I could go to the hospital, I could be in a coma, and I could die. Sure. And that's just fine with everyone. And Riley Gaines could have been pulled apart yeah. by a mob and right. lost an eye. Sure. Or had her face broken, well, what would have happened if that mob had gotten a hold of her? Would they just have dragged her out? Would they have thrown her down the steps? What happens yeah. to a human being who gets thrown down to some mother's child yeah. being thrown downstairs? Why? Right. Because she's asking questions that are offensive. Yeah. <sighs> what are we doing? And I watched, I wa like, uh, you know, a bunch of guys from a city will call me up and tell me I'm going to leave their skate park in a body bag if I show up. For what? Things I said yeah. about laminate. I know. And everyone's really, everyone's really actually fine with it. Like, a lot of people are like, no, Lou, I thought that was lame. Yeah, you thought it was lame. Right. Well, I don't, I, I think the stakes are rising. I think it's happening in more and more places. I think there's a very sinister dynamic at work in the men's populi, the the sure. mind of the people, right? I think that we are. I think that we have allowed the love of many to grow cold. I think people are growing cold, yeah, and it is giving way to violence, right? And it is defying reason, yeah. I I watched. I watched cities on fire in twenty twenty, yeah. I watched neighborhoods burning. I, I watched people chasing and, and, you know, like coming at a boy, an idiot boy with a, he had a freaking gun and people charging him to take that gun and to kill him. Yeah. And if they had succeeded mm -hmm. round one, that would have been a tragedy. They were, they were killed. And we had tragedy, yeah. national disaster. And right. I, I look at these things and I think this is so bad. Have we gone, are we beyond the, are we approaching or are we beyond a tipping point? Because I think we should love one another and stop hating each other, no matter what right. difference there is. We should stop, hey, I don't think, I don't think we can get it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I was thinking about your conversation about the tinfoil hat guys versus the super pro, whatever my TV says, guys. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually disagreed with both of them for the same reason, which is that they were both expressing certitude about opinions without having any real information. You know, I, I, my stance the entire time was, I don't know, convince me. Well, Using logical arguments and with data, convince me, you know? I actually, it was interesting <clears throat> because, like, take your Alex Jones, right? Yeah. Like, 
uh, wild-eyed, drug-addled, yeah. intoxicated on alcohol. Obviously, yeah. this guy has massive problems, right. and he's giving them to us. You yeah. know, not, <laughs> yeah. not a good right. journalist. Sure. But I watched nine or 12 of the most ridiculous things that he said mm -hmm. become true. mainstream news articles. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the other thing. And and it shook me. No, it shakes it me too. It shook me. It shakes me too. Yeah. Because uh, in 2016, when Alex Jones was expunged from society, I said, this is the end of civility. Yeah. This is the end of free communication because what you do to your lunatic fringe who are, you, you know, like, what you do to those people will be done to you. Yeah. It, it's always like that. Just give it five years, my guy. What you do to those people will be done to you. Agreed. And, uh, and I know that makes everything harder. I know that it feels good to do those things to those people. But that's, man, that's super bad. And for saying so, yeah. you, you know, you were like, oh my gosh. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah, and it just, it just shows that the issues are actually are not what we're talking about. You know, like... It, I, the issue is that we need to love one another, yeah. God-believer or not. We need to love our enemies. Yeah. The man from Galilee was right. It's true. It is impossible. Uh, the only way I pull this off is by an infusion of his very spirit in my life in in my relationship with him through his covenant hmm. which is substitutionary propitiation okay <laughs> the sacrificial offering of jesus on the cross has opened the gates to me a sinful man hmm. to come into the kingdom of god and experience it while i'm alive yeah. inside me and it changed my hate to love hmm. and it took away from me the easy way of hating other people and it put on me a yoke yeah. of loving every person and for this i have suffered and i will i know that i will suffer i have sure. no illusions that we are going to actually change a lot of minds here yeah sure but it it's worth the saying hmm. it's worth the saying absolutely yeah and yeah, if, absolutely. and especially if someone calls themselves a christian and it or calls himself a god believer and they are going to engage in this kind of hateful behavior if you're a person who thinks that violence against um people who disagree with you even on important issues yeah if you if you think that's acceptable um and you call yourself in any way religious you should check yourself because you are accountable for massive hypocrisy that's that's dark man that's real dark yeah um yeah. yeah, especially people who like, there's a lot of it too. Like on the, on the right wing side, yeah. you've got a lot of rabid oh. hatred yeah. that's even spewed out of church pulpits. Yeah. And I saw a guy, he was like a Tennessee pastor and he was saying like, you can't be, uh, you can't be forgiven by God in Jesus and be a Democrat. Wow. And I was looking at that and I thought, man, that, that is, is just yeah. so twisted. It you know, really that is. is that is off reservation, man. Yeah, that is against the code, my friend. Against the crap. code entirely. I yeah. had someone pull me aside and tell me, like, Jesus preached against empire. And I'm like, uh, give me no. some chapter first. Yeah. Jesus preached about a kingdom that exists in this world inside right. people. Yeah. So you can't be telling me you're in that kingdom and you're pleasing that king while you're 
forming a mob and dragging someone down and giving them a beating for whatever view they have. Yeah. That does not that does not work. Just like when I was advertising that my boards were good, it was my job to get my face punched, to get shoved around, and I didn't get punched. I'm very happy that I didn't get punched. I hate being punched. Dude, yeah. Yeah, uh, I hate me it. Me too. I really do. And I can't be trusted. I have a, a rowdy, there's a rowdy side to me that might not let himself get punched. And he's not a good guy to have visit. I, that's, that's the carcass I drag. <laughs> yeah, carcass dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm dragging that carcass, man. I try and try and keep him down. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you... I, kind of thinking about this conversation we're having sometimes i get this feeling you know when i'm trying to decide how i feel about something i feel like i have five options in front of me and yeah. they're all shit yeah so you end up having to just take the least shitty of all the options mm -hmm. and filter your ideas through it until you until it either works and the ideas are filtering in a way that makes sense to hey. you you know it's all aligning or yeah. you yeah. realize no this one was bad and you just pick up the next one and you kind of try it on for a minute um, but I, I'm still just struck by how much work it is. Like I've been in my own life thinking a lot about the differences between inside the Christian faith and between like Arminianism and Calvinism. <laughs> and dude, it's like a lifelong study. Like I'm exhausted. <laughs> I have listened to so much media and I have read so much and I still haven't come to a conclusion about it. I really, I'm like, I'm like a broken man. I really am. Oh, and so you know, like. It's the same thing, like I said, with the COVID stuff or with any of the other issues. If you really want to know what the truth is, be prepared to spend a lot of time going like, okay, well, I agree with about two-thirds of that, but in this context, I don't really agree with it. I mean, the nuance is tremendous, and it leaves you totally exhausted. Like, I'm fatigued by the amount of work that it takes just to figure out how to even think right. So you your know? opening sentence mm -hmm. is the place where... There's something that lies there. <clears throat> you use the word works. Mm -hmm. I got five options in front of me. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to work it and see yeah. if it works. Yeah, right? sure. Well, that, by the way, mm -hmm. is identifiable as philosophical pragmatism. Oh, interesting. Yes. And the philosophical sure. pragmatist um, evaluates trajectories of decision right. based on whether or not they work <laughs> sure now that's a subjective that's a subjective evaluation it is all right but that's what they do right and so everything is subject to i'm not accusing no, you of this ahead. you're no, not purely ahead. a pragmatist no, but prag pragmatic thinking mm -hmm. is important yeah there are certain realms in life like uh mechanics sure it's gotta work yeah for sure. And the proof is in the tasting of the pudding. If you did something and it worked, right? Uh, maybe you did it differently. But if you say it worked and then it blows up after ten thousand miles, it didn't right. work. <laughs> well, All right. Yeah. So, so you you know, so you can see there are different ways of evaluating. Well, it worked sure. and it got him past the you know. So you see, you look at like an issue, like we've got a big issue in our generation right now. We have queer theory that has come from the school of, of Foucault, Kinsey, and money. Mm -hmm. We've got this queer theory right. and uh, people are going to decide that they're going to decide to evaluate it based on whether or not it, it works. Sure. All right. You got all kinds of arguments. You've got the, um, better to have a, better to have a son 
then a dead daughter, the suicide argument, sure. the self-harm argument. Right. You've got all of this stuff going on. And I'm sitting here, you know, I look at it and I'm like, well, none of it works because um, that, that uh, transformation of a person from, from one, you know, they're from their biological sex into yeah. an assumed gender, mm -hmm. um, there's a schism there between their biology and the entire trajectory of their life right. that is made at a, a certain inflection point in their life there's a there's sure. a crisis yeah. and a choice and a change and then the whole rest of the life is consequence and someone's going to say it worked great for me someone's going to say it didn't work great for me the thing is the people who are saying it didn't work great for me this is a side note mm -hmm. they are now the subject of incredible violent threat yeah you know they're the objects of tremendous defamation and derision right and they make some very, very good points that ought to be part of the conversation. They're getting dragged. Hmm. They're getting mobbed. Sure. They're having to move to a different city. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, in skateboarding, which is this great big loving family, right? You, you, you can have to move to a different city because you said, no, I think the laminate quality is better here. Right. Get you know, him. Get him. <laughs> yeah. That right. literally yeah, happened. Literally, yeah. You know, throw right. his boots in the garbage. Yeah. Uh, pop his, pop the tires on his motorcycle. Right. I need Phil for my uh, DIY. Send him home and uh, send him away in an ambulance. Right. Uh, you're not going to come home. You're going to go home in a body bag if we catch you on the roads in Akron. We're going to find you by your Facebook over, right. over, over just some dumb legacy in skateboarding. Or my personal favorite, you sound dumb as fuck. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. You know what? That's actually really welcome. Yeah, that's no, actually a good one. That's actually yeah. a good example of someone trying. They're trying. Yeah. To engage right. ideas, they're sure. they're giving their evaluation. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that what you're saying sounds dumb to me? Right. You know, right. and then you can you can work with that. Sure, you can right. say, well, you know, consider it some sort of mirror. Right. You know, it's an intellectual mirror. What's going on? Sure. Um, smart people do sound dumb to dumb people. Yeah. You know, oh, that's crazy. But dog. smart and dumb aren't the end all be all because right. dumb people become smart people when they talk to smart people about how dumb they sound. Sure. That's a good relationship. That works. Right. We can do this. Right. 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 Which is why. When someone says that one, we got that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> someone come into the comments on some discussion about laminate or something like that. They say, you sound dumb as fuck. Send conversation ender. Right. <laughs> and and you, you look at that and you go, well, let's engage this. You know, yeah. what what sounds dumb? Right. Let's talk about it, you know. And you you might get like latent issues with their father might come yeah, no, out. Seriously. And you say like that For sounds real. a lot like you've got some other irons in the fire there. Right. Or, or, and believe me, dude, that's a big one. You know, or uh, or a, a fear of a fear of uh, objective evaluations and right. the qualities of products because of the way it reflects on the legacy of their favorite heroes. You know, sure. you hero worship and like right. that. And you go, well, you know, hero worship side. You know, like seriously, it's good. <laughs> you know, like, it's good and it's better for these reasons. And you know, you do that. Sure. And the next thing you know, it's I'm going to come to your home and I'm going to murder you unless you stop embarrassing me. Ah, you know, and home sweet home, and uh, and worse. There was sure. there were worse than that were the, yeah. the defamatory accusations that are still proliferated in my own city about me. Nobody believes that crap. Yeah. Everybody knows that's not true. Sure. If anyone does, then I'm in danger. Hmm. So you realize, like, you can't call people those things and them not be in danger. Yeah. You know. So and I, 
It's we're, fine. We're not in middle school anymore. Danger is my son's son's middle name. <laughs> so danger. Oh my gosh. I'd like to let's circle back really quick about what you were saying about um, philosophical pragmatism. Yeah. I want I want to clarify my position because yes, right. I do agree with you. I about, kind of accused you of pragmatism. No, I and which I, isn't always a bad thing. Yeah, and I and I understand the argument you're making, and I I actually do agree with it that trying it on for size and seeing if it works because it's so subjective is sometimes a bad way to go bad. Yeah, but what other choice is there? Well, you I, have to be able to be wrong. What I what I what I intend to communicate is that when I pick up ideas, what's actually happening is I um I juxtapose them against my worldview, which is oh. decidedly Christian. I I use the good book here in some Oh, so we print. get that's where this, that's where this was headed. <laughs> this is where this all of this has been headed yeah. here, man. Which has been nice because because I'm a Christian, because I've been convinced by subjective personal experience and historical information and yep. philosophical arguments that are compelling, extremely compelling. For real, I've landed at believing what the what the book says about the guy from Galilee. So, which is really helpful because inside of these really nuanced arguments, I actually have a real moral framework to come off of, which, which has a foundation based in love you know love it, taking care of other people as a manifestation of the love i experience from god and then put forth to my neighbor yeah which actually turns out to be a lot of people <laughs> and your neighbors sometimes are enemies no there are people who oppose you yeah you know the thing that jesus said that really resonates with me um I have no idea where how to turn this Bible. The pages are so, Dude, so the, the print is, is so big. big. I bought the it's biggest, heaviest Bible in the world. It's literally massive. I love it. Yeah, it's sick. I, I like it. I got accused of being a Bible salesman, like as if that's a reason for a guy to be kicked out of the community. <laughs> um, and I never did sell Bibles. Um, just gave them away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the thing is, like guys and gals, we really ought to open the scripture we really ought to even if you're not even if if you're against it especially if i'm against something hmm, yeah you know i would read it and i have yeah. I've, I've done that and you're like oh well blah, 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 blah. i'm like no dude seriously do your work um there's this place where jesus talks about what it is to be perfect and it's it's feel like uh it's matthew on the Mount, matthew five and six yeah, yeah. It says, uh, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who's in heaven. Hmm. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who, if you love, those who love you, what, if, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same? And people hated tax collectors. <laughs> yeah, they're then. the worst. If you greet only your brothers, what are you? What more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? And Jews couldn't stand Gentiles back then. You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is the only place where Jesus teaches about perfection, hmm. and he's telling all of us to be in our best behavior. He's telling us that our very best behavior yeah. is when we love someone hmm. who opposes us. That's our very best behavior. That's when you're really starting to get somewhere. That's when you're real. When you turn from hate and you turn to love, 
that's when you're really starting to cook with bacon grease. That's true. That's the place where it's at. And you may be listening to this and thinking, well, yeah, well, I hate tr Trump. Well, love him. He may be horrible. You may think that he's a criminal. Do you hate, do you hate, you shouldn't hate criminals. Hmm. Someone steals your, um, you would someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also, and if someone would sue you and take your tunic, let him to have your cloak as well. And if someone forces you to go one mile, give him two. Go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse from the one who would borrow from you. I'm hearing that forgiveness and love are really a good rule of life, and I'm seeing it perish as I watch. You know. Her name is Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines. As I watch Riley Gaines, and she stands up and she shares an opinion that is very controversial. Which isn't. It's okay. It's fine. It's controversial. It's fine. It is. And it is seen as she is being an opponent. Yeah. She's being an opponent against queer theory. Yeah. Well, and not only that, like, not that's not the only argument. I think she's also being an opponent of the fact that... The, she and the other person who was competing literally tied to the thousandth of a second. Oh, it was a clear tie. It was a clear 100% tie. And, and, and the and award they, first place was given to the other person because they were more photographable. Yes, it was for the photographs. Which is this why, is I mean, all, come on. Like, now, even on that argument, but that's, like, that that's, doesn't make any sense. That's well, I think still the central issue with Riley Gaines is that she opposes fundamental outworkings of... Yes. The predominant academic, Foucault, Rene Foucault, yeah. Alfred Kinsey, John Money yeah. ideas yeah. that have proliferated in academia and, mm. uh, and the young people are, are being affected by these ideas and words. Yeah. And that she is doing something that is um, in opposition through speech yeah. to these ideas being mainstream she's saying no that's not good yeah and for this she's got to move to a different city she needs a security right. squad she's going to have urine and feces thrown at her or be dragged by a mob uh legally kidnapped and that's really problematic um we should love one another yeah um i was vilified very very quickly among a group of influential people on Facebook because they gave me this litmus test where what if your neighbor was a Nazi? We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. Right. And I was like, if my neighbor was a Nazi, I would love them. I yeah. love them till they couldn't stand it anymore. <laughs> right, until they moved away. And then yeah. the response of the group was pretty much, well, then you're a Nazi. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, that's incorrect. Right. You know, that's not true. I'm not a Nazi. Right. Um, if my neighbor was killing someone, sure. I would oppose them. Yes. Um, Nazi or not. I would, and if they yeah. were speaking from that, I would oppose them as well, as yeah. I have done. I had the honor and the blessing of opposing the speech of an actual guy who, who was at the Charlottesville thing. I spent two hours with that guy, yeah. and I loved him, and I opposed him. And you remember when we almost got killed in Bowling Green by those Russian mobsters because we called the cops because they were beating up on that woman? Yes. <laughs> That's a great example of what we're talking about. I do. Because <laughs> we not only called the cops, but we let, we, they saw that we were watching.
Yeah, we stopped at a stop sign and stayed stopped. Yep. And you called 911 on the Bluetooth speaker and you turned it up really I loud. I put my window down and yes. called 911 on the Bluetooth, that little Bluetooth speaker. Yes, I left it in yes. a rental car. Oh, no. It was a dude, great no, speaker. No, that was dude. badass, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we went to the donut shop and the guys walked in or one of the guys walked in. Yeah. And we just sat in the corner. Yeah. And then we drove by and the cops were there. Yes. Was satisfying. It was. Or, at least, you know. That was a life being lived. I'm not yes. sure we lived it that well. Yeah, I think we did. Fine. I think right. we lived life well. Was it just right. you and me? I think it was, just, it was you and me and Rocco. That was on that trauma trip we took down south. No way. <laughs> Dude. That was that like the first night? <laughs> no, that was on the way back up. Wow. We wound up staying in Boulder, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we stayed because we, we were so just tired. tired. Yeah. It was so funny. That wasn't a Cleveland trauma trip. No. We went to that one we almost died of heat stroke. We went down to Ed Pigeon's house and stayed at his house. Dang, that was a good move. Yeah, that was And sick. boy do I miss Ed. I know. Me too. I me miss too. Ed. I, I would get on my bike tomorrow, tell Judy I can't make it to dinner, and I would just go see Ed. Yes. For realsies. For real I did a back time. roads trip. I had a Dyna, but I took the Sportster. And no regrets either. That Sportster kicks ass. This stuff is really important to me. It is. That's why. I mean, we'll fall into chaos. I, again, I think the, the, a huge reason, this is like this is like Nietzsche saying that God is dead. You know, we won't have enough water to wash away the blood. But we, we've, lost, we've lost baseline, in my opinion, at least from yeah. my current perspective, is that our society has lost baseline. We don't have any real baseline, any moral baseline to come off of. So whatever the predominant, societal standard is that's what everybody is just going to agree to and can and i say a bad move i'm not convinced that we had the baseline yeah sure. i'm not i'm that's not fine. convinced that we yeah. actually had the baseline right. because just in the 50s yeah we, got we had jim crow. jim crow yeah that was demonstrably evil and yeah. if you and if you practiced private erotic expressions against the norm yeah you could be dragged until dead with a chain by boys in a truck and yeah. we shouldn't forget that. No, it's absolutely not. We shouldn't gnarly. forget that. No, I don't, yeah. But, I, there is no such thing as the glory days. That's right. You know? I, I think that what we're, what we're discussing here is a little more nuanced than trying to get back to something. Yeah, no. Um, trying to get to something. I, well, and the thing is, I recognize something right now mm. that um, I recognize right now it ain't gonna happen in this scene realm i recognize mm -hmm. that this speech is an investment in that kingdom yeah. growing right. which is inside of people that these words are about a kingdom that grows inside of you individually hmm. they're not about fixing the machinery of society yeah when a whole bunch of people have this kind of transformation, it does impact society, but that is not the agenda. Hmm. It's not. That is a peripheral outworking. Sometimes a bunch of people seize hold on this and they become prisoners. That's true. They become dissidents and they suffer tremendously. Who were the, who were the group of Christians that sold themselves into slavery? That was Ireland. That was those boys who sold themselves into slavery, Moravians, Moravian Christians who yeah. sold themselves into slavery. I think they were from, what is that beautiful country of beautiful people that suffered a genocide under the Turks? Oh, I don't know. Armenians. Armenians. I'm not sucks. sure. Um, sure. But um, not Armenians. Ar Armenians. Armenians. Does anything I, mean anything to you? I, dude, I love it. <laughs> just triggering a little over so, here. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> the uh, Moravians who sold themselves into slavery to bring the joy and the peace and the faith that comes in Jesus. Yes, the, you'll have that. You um, really will have that. You dude. will have that. You're going to have that. And so I'm not sure that us speaking these words leads to the improvement of the United States of America. Sure. I, I am not convinced that us speaking these words is going to heal yeah. a shattered republic that has become a despicably corrupt oligarchy. Sure. I, I don't entertain jingoistic, nationalistic notions yeah. as we discuss these things. Me neither. But I lift up to you guys the way of Jesus, the ancient path that was foretold, that this stuff happened and it matters today. And I recognize that that's well, that's not necessarily what something someone might come to the Captain Lou podcast for. Yeah, but that's what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, this is on you, this friend. Is, that's right. You could just turn it off at any time. Why are you mad, bro? <laughs> and then <laughs> he opened <laughs> he opened a big Bible. It was really big. It had seventeen point print. <laughs> I'm just imagining people changing their like therapy appointments to like Wednesday three, and Friday. It had three thousand pages. <laughs> it had world map, world maps in the back of the patriarchs. It had a timeline of the Bible, Paul's first and second missionary journeys. Oh my god, it had dude! Guilt pages. What is this? Place the sheet behind the page you're reading to enhance readability. This is a Bible for blind people, like Check for people this who are. Out, I know. Folks. Does it so, work? I'm to saying, flip the page. Yeah, now available. Now available on our website. Oh, stop, dude! Stop. Oh, it does help. I don't know. I'm just here, man. Why don't you look at that? Well, I wish that you all would look at that. <laughs> I wish every one of our listeners would not only look at that but hear it, yeah. listen to it, and well. hear it, and um, and see that His way is right. Hmm. He's right, man. We should love our enemies. We really should. Yeah. We should do what's right, even when it hurts us. We should keep our word. We should love our enemies. We should follow the way that Jesus told us to. Johnny Cash was right. Okay. Listen, he he did everything wrong, and he was right. <laughs> Yeah. So we lift up these things to you in the hope that they may provoke a deeper look into things. You know, you'd like, oh, he's a skateboarding podcast and like that. You yeah, know what? Well, what were you wearing? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Not good. Definitely, Low terrain. Pull up. Definitely terrain, not good. Terrain. 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 Oh my look, gosh. friends, it's been good being with you. We hope that this goes out far and wide, but we have not many expectations that it's going to you know, take off like a what? Anyway. It's fine. It's a lot better skateboarding podcast out there. Definitely. Check out the bunk. The bunk. What? Intentionally like not saying the name of their podcast right, but did, saying it every time we podcast. Did I? It's the bunt. The bunt. Does anything mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh. That would be hilarious. We thought it was the bunk the entire time. People are like, I can't find it, bro. The bunt. All I find are podcasts about bunk beds. I don't get it. Have I been saying it wrong the whole time? No, you've been saying it right. That was okay, the only good. time you said it correctly. All right. Good, good. All right. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, you'll have that. You really will. Well, since you will have that on those big jobs, this was the Captain Lou podcast. And it is always, for what it's worth, uh, we hope that this somehow contributes to something that would be of eternal value for you. That's true. Um, we wouldn't mind seeing some temporal changes. 
I don't have any idea what to do about the things I know, the things I've seen, uh, but to try to share them. This is the best I got. It's not that great. It's fine. But I'm here. <laughs> so, as always, life skateboards are the boards we ride. Yeah. Will we make skateboards? Yeah, we will. We it's do. Fine. We have. We do. But it's not. That's not the big thing. Mm. Uh, the big thing is making these 90-minute podcasts that are sometimes 45 minutes long. Yeah, they'll have. That's that only well. having a couple times. No, and we've a, been I really think a nice, good. A Forty-five minute is nice for people. That's like maybe a drive to work and then sitting in the parking lot for ten minutes. Well, maybe we should be putting out two forty minutes. I don't know. But I, we need I it. Like we need the longer a, form. Nobody is sending us in anything at at uh, captainluquestions at gmail dot com. Yeah, again, that this is on you guys. Yeah, that's right. No one's sending us nothing. We're not right. getting any real hate speech on Gosh. any of our posts. Even that one that's blowing up has only the most mild of any sort of critique yeah um yeah it's, it's i feel Sometimes like we get an uh, angry emoji i'm still trying to figure out who does those dude i want to like talk to i them. have a feeling that the person is is sending those emojis in there out of a like an like an, an solidarity yeah like oh i hate that as well yeah, yeah i, th okay, I think because right. i noticed they're usually at a point where we're expressing something like you know, like people being beat up for being wrong about something. And That's they, not okay. good. You yeah. should be able to be wrong about something. Right. You should be able to be wrong about something and encounter encounter someone who ex accepts the dignity of your having been created. Yes. I'm uh, just saying. I'm going to say it again say and that. again. I'm going to contend in my generation yes. that people who are wrong in my eyes mm -hmm. are still created by the creator who made me. And they are still loved by the Savior who died for me. And so my interactions with the people who are wrong in my eyes will, will I think, always be seasoned by the grace that has ruined judgmentalism for me. Hmm. And, you know, like, it's ruined, it's ruined my ability to say, you're wrong, get him. There is, that doesn't work. Yeah. And anyone who names the name Christian or Jesus and doesn't have that vibe, don't trust them. <laughs> don't trust them. Yeah. Like, don't listen mm. to them. I'm not telling you to trust me. I'm saying crack, crack the book. It's really not that far above you. Like, it ain't that heavy. No, they got the easy to read versions. Read the easy to one to read first, and then do the you could do one. Genesis. You could just read at the beginning. Yeah. Just, just it's like a story. It is it's a story. It's almost like a Chronicles of Narnia type deal. Yeah, it's, it's even like more Narnia than Narnia. Like, or Judges is a great one. Judges is intense. It's got good stories in it, though. There's anal sex in Judges. Ah, there is. You can't even hide it's it. True. What true. the what? <laughs> what? Seriously, I don't know how. <laughs> it's kind of intense. How did the believers in these scriptures ever become people who couldn't teach their kids about sex? I don't ah, even I understand don't know, this, dude. man. Because it's icky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. That I'm just, it, it blows my mind. I know. It, it boggles does. the mind, dude. Y my disappointment in what what is this weird Americanized thing that they call Christianity is, is super gross. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and it's I love those. Fine. I love those people. I love, I guess I, I guess, I don't just love everyone. The actual people I see, I still withdraw. You know, I still need to, to break through. I still withdraw from people. Mm. And I still, like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking probably another good topic to talk about is, 
when we say love your enemy, well, we need to define terms a little bit because... Anyone who opposes you. Well, what about love? Like, I'd say I can describe love. It's, yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is kind. We can just start there. It's like a James Taylor song. We can start there. It's a, it's again, <laughs> it's, from it's the, the big, book. it's from the book. It's love is patient. One. Love is kind. Yeah. But we even can, that isn't really, it's a, it's, it's a description, not a definition. Say, well, which is interesting. In the book, it says that God is love. It's true. So that's problematic. But doesn't it say that God is righteous and just as well? Is love not righteous and just? Is love, mm -hmm. does, is it, it not love? that punches in the face the person who hurts the child it's true is it not no it is well that's the nuances i'm talking about yeah because I, I think mean, a lot of people when they hear love they just hear like oh they want the hippie no dippy judgy, like, they want the hippie dippy kind of love yeah no we're talking about no in the sand, that's just that's just glorified hedonism no <laughs> yeah. no love is gnarly love yeah. love would go to war yes love is a warrior yeah love makes odin look like a sissy indeed yeah Indeed. no this is a problem like yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah you, you know what i mean um, yeah i think it's important to define terms we've lost we've lost all concept of reality i think that in in uh, these present times that's not yet entirely the case but it looks like we're barreling down <laughs> yeah. toward the loss of fundamental reason yes um civility reason civics yeah. duty service yeah. love for neighbor are perishing they're evaporating off the earth like water off the surface of something hot i don't know the hood of a car for example like when it's hot out when, when the sun shines like right after a rain like when you put the soap on and yeah. then it's drying yeah and it and sucks you know you have to actually re-soap that you can't just rinse that off in water is that true yeah it sucks yeah because when soap cooks on it's cooked on you think you're going to just wet it and rub yeah, it off? It well, it's a nice idea. Yeah, better soap it up. Okay, I, mean, I know, fine, I know, dude. Fine, then fine. you're so mad at that kid. <laughs> yeah, he did a bad job washing the suburban. <laughs> That's why I like bad paint jobs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. All right, friends, we're going to let you go. So, what is that? We already did all the all the catchphrases. We even threw into what were you wearing? Yeah, that one is a savage. Well, I feel like some people might feel ambushed. You know, they get on here and they're like. Well, you know, like, oh, well, what's your setup? And I'm like, I'll tell you what my setup is. <laughs> read the good book. Read the good book. <laughs> get back. Dude. Get. Back. I was telling. I was. I was at the Harley shop today, yeah. and I was like, dude, you guys, man, get your ass to church. And I was like, thought about it. And I'm like, oh. And then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, just watch Phil Robertson yeah, from he'll, Duck Dynasty when he way. sits in his recliner and he crosses his little skinny legs yeah, and then he opens his big ass Bible yeah. on his lap right. and then he just talks to you from it. He's kind and, of looking over his glasses. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know what? Phil Robertson. <laughs> just watch Phil Robertson because he knows how to speak to a guy. Yeah, you know, I like it. I like Phil Robertson. I Me do. Too. Do I endorse him? I mean, what is that? Did, did, did Phil say something? Did did Phil hurt you when he did his GQ interview? Because he's not wrong. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't even wrong. You want to? Do you want a world filled with disorder and all those things? Point, yes, you do. Point on your ideas where Phil Robertson touched you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about all that and more later. We'll, next time we're going to debunk queer theory at the academic level. All oh right, everybody. Oh my God. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Later's.